So what are we going to do? Um, are we That's just going to start talking and see what happens? I think so. Like, I didn't. Ha- I don't have an agenda. So I, I don't even know. I mean, do you do, you do like an intro? You're listening to the Iteration Station. And that's the thing, Brett, we're back. We're back. We're better than ever. The people, the people have missed us. They've demanded our return. It has been, what's today? It's December, 2021. It's been 13 months. (laughs) (laughs) If you think, look, that's 13, 13 long months of isolation. Yes. Desolation in a lot of cases. Yep. Markets have shifted. Markets have absolutely started and dissolved. In those 13 months, yes. Yeah. yeah. And yet here we are. And here we are. (laughs) The iteration station lives, Brett. It lives lives in you and it lives in me. And we're here today to talk about exactly that, Brett. Nothing. We have nothing planned. Nothing. In true, this is the this is the agile that companies fear. This is the, we don't have a timeline, we don't have a plan, there's no budget, we're just figuring this out as we go along. And, and we've delivered nothing in 13 months. This is exactly, <laughs> you're exactly right. <laughs> yes. But somehow met all of our commitments, so there we well, go. When you, commit, when you commit to nothing, uh, you're generally in pretty good shape on, uh, with respect yeah. to that. We delivered. Um, the iteration station has changed. It's grown up, Brett. Oh, Gone man. are the days of, of black tie affairs. Listen, Anchor FM, not a sponsor yet because we haven't chose to take on their free sponsorship, um, estimates us as having 10 people in our audience. It's taken us years to build that, <laughs> that listenership. We to start over. <laughs> I mean, they've, they're, they're committed. That's a 13-month hiatus, and they're like every day, they're like swiping down, refreshing their podcast feed saying, yep. when is this next episode coming? It's going to be... After 13 months of preparation, conversations, outlining, diagramming, whiteboarding, this episode is, is the what we could muster up. Yeah, that's yeah. it's all we could do. Um, yeah, okay. So, so here's the deal. A lot's changed. Right in 13 months, a lot's changed. I think that's fair. That's uh, you do you have a new job? Do you do something else? What's your job? What do you? What, who are you? Reintroduce yourself, Brett. For the reintroduce, people. I am Brett Fitzgerald. Uh, no, so I work for a consulting company, and uh, I I started there as an agile coach, and now I'm a team lead for our delivery practice, which means I manage our agile coaches, uh, a mix of traditional project managers, scrum masters uh, in that consulting space. So, wow. so, yeah, and you've put this train right back on the rails. Yeah. Uh, I, Brett, I things have changed in my life as well from 13 months ago. Um, I used to be, I, I was, I was an esteemed, globally renowned development <laughs> manager based on my own metrics. Um, since then, about 12, 12 months ago, <laughs> between the last podcast and now, uh, I moved into our enterprise agile coaching role in, in my company. And here... We are trying our, our, our every day. We push to inspire that change. 
we are doing a lot of cool stuff around uh, scaled agile transformations. We've talked a bit about scaled agile on this on this podcast. Our listeners remember. Um, and then also just 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 areas that probably won't fit in in the scaled agile framework. We're bringing the the ideas of of agility and the principles of business agility to those areas to help them manage their work. So uh, it's an exciting time, right? It's an exciting time to be recording an iteration station. It's an exciting time, especially for those of you who have nothing better to do. It's an exciting time for them to be listening. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So. Well, when I think about when I think about like what this could be, what is the future of the iteration station? Like we talked, we've talked a, a couple of weeks ago, and it turned into just sort of a, what are some challenges you're facing? What are some challenges that I'm facing? And kind of just bouncing ideas off of each other. And if that's what this becomes, I think that's a if we can open that up to whoever wants to, you know, step in, and maybe we'll have some guests. Maybe we'll just answer questions, but talk about like what. Are, what are the workplace struggles? Like, what are the things, and how do we deal with them? How do we get better? How do we, how do we improve a little bit every day? Are, are, are we doing a live? We should do a live show sometime with with callers. Uh, but <laughs> that would be something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I, honestly, I, I you know my our our roles. I'll, I'll lump you in with me. I think coaching and agile coaching is is something anyone can do. I don't think you need to be. You know, it's not. You don't need a four year degree to talk to people. Um, it comes down to understanding motivations and things. I think what we see a lot is, um, folks who want to complete, you know, leaders and things who want to complete a, 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 a task and call themselves agile. Um, so for example, we have, we have areas that are, Hey, we want to launch a train by the end of the year. Um, and that is the objective. Generally speaking, when you get that as your objective, it'll happen and, and it'll be terrible uh, because yeah. you're, you're not necessarily thinking through what you should do. You're, you've decided what you will do uh, regardless of that information. So that's that's yeah. been one of the interesting things I think we've seen. And this is yeah, I think that's true. And this is something that I I'm, I run up against a lot. And as a as a coach who's helped safe implementations like from the ground up, get started, Um it's hard when people say like, oh, we, we want to go safe. And I'm sure you experience the same thing because the, the perception is I want to install this framework in my organization to fix mm -hmm. my problems. And, and every time we have that conversation with people, it's th this is a framework. Much like, I mean, you and I both came out of software development. Like the framework, the goal is not to implement every aspect of a framework. The framework is a set of tools to solve problems. And so as we go through and people are like, oh, we want to be safe. We want to do agile. Like, well, let's focus more on the problems. What are you trying to solve? And let's see if these frameworks, if these tools can help solve those problems. And I think that's a, a big miss that we have. And that gets right back to what you're saying about what coaching actually is. It's conversations solving problems, not installing frameworks. Right. Because, yeah, when, when I hear our, hey, our biggest problem is we don't have visibility into what we're working on and, and, our, and we don't really know how to do prioritization well. It's like, all right, well, you don't, you don't necessarily need all of the things ever conceived from, from – yeah from safe and agile but like let's start okay do you have product owners on your teams uh no okay well maybe we can we can help with prioritization yeah. by having someone do the prioritization like let's, let's maybe <laughs> yeah. there's, there's some low-hanging fruit on on right. some of this stuff and i think when we when we take that approach you can make bigger change without having to waterfall your your agility you know, right. we don't need to plan out how we're going to change we can just try something yeah um, exactly and i think we you know the 80 20 rule really applies there it's like let's just do something Right. Uh, and, and see how that works. So, 
Yeah, and yeah, I think even looking at like the safe website, they've got the safe implementation roadmap, which like it's not a waterfall; it's more like a creek going down a mountain. If you think about it, like it's not as as sudden. But <laughs> looking at that and saying like, well, what what aspects of this are relevant? Like, what do we what can we glean from this in the situation that we're in? And I think a lot of times we just skip over that context and say like, all right, okay, let's start doing uh, daily standups. That's going to fix our problems. But you know, what are we trying to solve? I think getting back to that yeah. question. And I think you know, and and. I'm a, I have a lot of letters that come after my name on LinkedIn, Brett, many of them related to, to, to scaled agiles. Um, I don't think they're perfect in a lot of ways. There are the, your implementation roadmap. If you take it as gospel, you're going to run into probably some problems because oh, yeah. different areas of your organization are going to be in different air in different places on that roadmap. Uh, unless, unless you have like complete and full alignment at all leadership levels, it's, it's going to be very difficult to move that through as one aspect of your enterprise. So, so that can be tricky. Um, and a lot of people, you know, this, this kind of depends, but I think there's, there's a lot of flavor of the month process things that come up, whether you want to lump safe in with that or not is, is a personal choice you can make <laughs> given that that fact exists and that there are these other areas that do that. When you go to scaledagile.framework.com and the first thing you see is the big picture, this overwhelming, like, like I, I, I diagram, I don't know what it is that, that you need a degree to even read. Uh, yes. That doesn't do you any favors on like, <laughs> oh, this will work for us. Um, yeah. So, you yeah. know, especially from from like if, if you're in whatever aspect you're in, if you're trying to like push for, hey, these principles of agility and things are important. Maybe don't start with that home page. And that's as somebody I, you and I both taught safe classes, but they always yeah. bring that up at the beginning oh, of like, here's like, the thing. And I, and I always have to like roll back the content and be like. Just take it easy, guys. Like this is overwhelming. This is too much. This yeah. is not. This is more than what you need right now. As like the first slide in a like introduction to safe. Like this will. This is gonna overwhelm you completely. Um, at at risk of getting disbarred, I've I've almost just removed that first introduction. Like we don't. This slide is not gonna be something we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Because uh, we'll we'll go through it and we'll show you how that works. But it's. It, I don't want that to be the first thing you see. As yeah. we're doing our our like our intro to safe class, so right, yeah, um, I I start with that and then I roll it back because you can like go through the tabs and be like, here's yep. essential safe, and so it's half the size of the big thing, and then we can we can pull out items you already probably know, like if there's any degree of like scrum going on, you'd be like, oh, here's your team, right, right. here's your yeah. all the cadences and things like that. So hopefully it gets some people some like introductions because I remember I remember my first exposure. Uh, to save, somebody was like, "Oh, it's all online. You can read through it all. Uh, just go start reading." And I was like, "Where's Where's chapter one? Like, where do you begin?" There's yeah, there's, not technically correct. You yes, can you can. Yeah. It is all out there. Yeah, um, it's like handing yeah, somebody a reference manual and saying, "Like, here, read this cover to cover." Like, that's not helpful. Yeah, I <laughs> I taught with a, a an external um, uh, contractor who who we don't normally teach with I, I just met the guy before we before we started teaching and, and we're getting towards the end you know we're doing the final lesson and and um talking about the quiz you know the people have questions about the test and he's like you know i'd go out there and read probably about 20 knowledge base articles before you start taking it. like well that's not you're not you're not i don't think that's helping our our percentage of people taking this test right yeah uh, i don't know that go out and read a book uh before you get started on the test is really a yeah a, an actionable thing yeah right after paying the money to take this class like right yeah. Right. Yeah. Just so you know, we didn't teach you half of what's in this book. So right. <laughs> like that's not, that's not helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like the classes that I've taught 
we, we do our best to prepare, and which is hard because people are like, well, how do we take the certification at this? Well, there's going to be questions you guys are going to have as we go through the course. And because we only have a certain amount of time, if we go through and answer all these questions that aren't relevant to taking the test, we might have to, we might end up not hitting the content as deep as we need to for you to be like really prepared for the test. So like, right, we have right. to like set those expectations up front. Do you want to, do you want to take the test at the end and get a certification? Or are we trying to actually learn the content and get like internalize it? And sometimes there's not enough time for the, both of those, but right. frequently we can, we can find that balance. Well, and you can make it work and then meet with folks the next week or whatever about their specific issues and, and all that. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. always true. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. We've we've meandered, but I I don't know where we started. Yeah, that's um, true. What was the topic? I don't know. I, I don't know. I was criticizing safe apparently, but um, I, I I don't know. The thing the thing I stress, the thing I tell everyone, and and what I think is is most important are the again specifically talking about safe here. The safe lean agile principles. Those ten principles as of five dot one. Yep. Are the thing. If you, if you take one thing, I, I say that in all my classes. If you take one thing away, it's it, this slide and the things we're about to talk about, whatever lesson it is for for that particular class, because those build out. You know, you could build a framework using those ten things. That's completely different from safe, and it would probably still work. Yeah. Uh, if if built on on those principles, so um, I think that's important. I, do, I teach a lot of leading safe, Brett. I love talking to leaders because you yeah. get to be kind of snarky in that class. <laughs> um, and I, I've always I've thrown a fit about maybe I've talked about this on a previous podcast. Who knows? It would have been years ago. Um, but uh, at this point, it would have. Yeah, I uh, I really like the point where they're where they're kind of talking about what a leader actually is now, um, because basically leadership's been the same since the industrial revolution of how do I crack a whip hard enough to make you create more things in in my factory, yeah. um, and that mindset. I, I mean that that's how like that's there's also like a little bit of like primal instinct of like alpha alphaing that's like human psychology. Uh, and you have to like strip that out of people because that's like, that's what's worked, especially if you've been in leadership for 20 years, what has worked is that, and, yeah. and that, yep. that's what we're telling you to change is what worked for you. Um, and that's difficult. And, and your title is manager. And we basically say in leading safe, yeah, don't manage people anymore. Right. Um, yeah. So that, well, that's interesting. That's thing. It's interesting what you're just saying, like that has worked, but I don't know that it has worked. It's just been the thing that we've been doing. And like, yeah, it has worked. It's been working, but it's not like, it doesn't mean that it's, there's not a better way of doing things. Like, because me, that's something me, we stumbled on. Yeah. I want to qualify that is that that worked for them personally in their career to get where they are. Right. And yes. so, so changing yep. that is, is personally scary because it's like, well, why? <laughs> like, yeah. I, have, I have no motivation, no incentive to do that. Uh, I, I'm pretty comfortable in what I'm doing, and, and I think that, that that makes sense. Uh, yeah, of course, there's we believe there's better ways of doing it. We wouldn't be – transformation teams wouldn't exist if that weren't the case. Right. Um, but again, I, I don't know. I just I, – I brought all that up to say I think the principles are important, and don't get overwhelmed by the pig picture. Big, yeah. The pig, the pig picture. The, the pig picture. Uh, no, I think you hit on something really good. Like if you take those 10 principles – and derive your own framework, you might come up with something that is safe, you might come up with something that looks totally different than safe. But but I think the principles drive to the why that we were talking about before. Like, what are the problems that you're trying to solve? And they kind of outline the mindset that you have as you're going through that problem-solving space. And I think that's more of the key than implementing the specific tools from the framework. I view the framework as like a great starting point. Here's some proven ideas. They've worked in a bunch of different places. A lot of people have met with success by implementing these individual tools or the whole framework. So start there. And if it's not working, then 
by all means, change it, but keep these principles right. in mind to help guide that process. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I like, I, I love going through this, but I, sometimes I think safe gets a little too in their own heads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, so, for example, principle number eight, unlock the intrinsic motivation of knowledge workers. I, <laughs> no, this is okay. I'm going to push back on this. It's not no, safe. No, no, I, I agree with the principle. Yes. The the words. The seven words they've used to 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 summarize it is no. I think a bit uppity. Okay. The words, if you read through safe and you read through a lot of like the recommended readings and things like that, a lot of safe is just just like we're talking about like pull from safe into your organization. Safe is pulling from a bunch of different other things. Those words are taken from Daniel Pink in his book Drive. And they, I don't know if the safe content still does it. Do they show, it's like a 10 minute video. Um, they used to, they don't, that's, it's taken yes. out of, on most of them. We actually put it into some of our homebrew ones Yes. Uh, oh. on that one. I love yeah, that I, video. But that's where the best video by far. far. Yeah. I don't, I, again, I don't have a problem with that. I think, I think you read that, like if you're coming into safe as a neutral party and I tell you what you'll need to do, Brett, listen to me. First of all, I probably look like I've been on some drugs. And I'm like, you just need to unlock the intrinsic motivation of your knowledge workers, bro. <laughs> like that, yeah, like that, the bro that right there, like, <laughs> I, I can't, like, I, I can't realistically bring that without my pinky being up and thinking I'm better than you and saying that sentence. I, I, I No, like, I get, I totally understand that. There, there are times where I'm like, this feels like safe content, safe content, safe content. This feels like borderline plagiarism from somebody else's work. And, <laughs> and that is one of those that I feel like in the context of Daniel Pink's uh, writings and, and videos and, and talking and stuff like that, I feel like it, it fits in a lot better. Here, it feels a little bit kind of, yeah, I don't know, heavy-handed. Like, heavy like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, and I, I'm not even against the plagiarism. You know, I, I, I'd say, like, you could write, uh, provide autonomy, mastery, and purpose to your teams. Yes. That could be number eight. Yep. Uh, unlock the intrinsic motivation of knowledge workers. I only know what about 4% of those words even mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know. That gets me. I, I get I get the devil's in the details, Brett. I've been locked in this unfinished basement for over 13 months. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, this whole thing is different. Like, you, you touched on, like, this whole, like, where we've been locked in our basements now. Do you remember two years ago when everything about Agile was like in person, face to face? Oh, I love it. I, it does not work if you're not face to face yeah. talking to each other. And then all of a sudden there's a global pandemic. And then we're like, nope, nope, that was all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this works great when you when you have to call in. Like this works great over the whole thing is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that uh, was they really, really hitch their horse to that carriage. Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be in person. Nothing replaces face-to-face -face communication. Oh, wait, you can't retain talent if you make them come to the office? Agile is all about remote communication. <laughs> Connections around the world and all that. Uh, um, I'm going to lose my scale to Agile partnership after this publishes. <laughs> Listen, if, 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 if anyone, if any SPCTs are listening, they've learned so much from us. They, you know, they, I, I, they, they could yeah. take it. We should, we'll, we'll develop a training. Uh, Do you have a healthy fear of SPCTs, Brett? You should, everyone should have a healthy fear of those folks. Uh, no, I don't know. I have a oh. good relationship with a couple of them. So Yeah, no. Okay. Keeping your enemies closer. I like it. <laughs> <laughs>
What's SPCTs? You you got to be a little nervous about them. They they look. Those are folks who are addicted to safe. Okay, and you got to be a little careful of anyone who's drank that much Kool Aid. Uh, that's fair. I could. All right. I think that's true. Of, I mean, you could say that about you and I in the agile world. Like, I, I mean, we're, we're so we're so self assured that we've made our own podcast, our own wildly successful podcast yeah. on these topics. So yes, people should be fearful of us. I agree. Uh, Yeah, we're so deep in the Agile world, we started recording a podcast with no topic at at hand and just kind of rolled with it. And listeners, thanks for sticking with us this long. No, there was I had an interesting experience. Um, We I worked with a company and helped implement Safe with them, and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. So we met face to face for a month or so, and then all of a sudden everybody's remote. And so I'm trying to lead an organization through the pandemic. With like, this is when Safe had not pivoted. There's no online materials and, and things like that. So we're like coming up with stuff on the fly, um, and it went it went well. It, I think overall it was really successful. We went through PI planning. We did I did three PI plannings with them, uh, and then as I was like rolling off of that them as a client, one of the scrum masters reached out and was like, "Okay, so we've done this PI planning. I it's been so good. Like it's been so helpful. It's gone so smooth and so well." how can this be this successful in person? Won't it just be too chaotic? And I was like, oh my gosh, like we've been like, not, we haven't been cutting corners, but like this is designed to be in person. Like it is so good. Yeah, yeah. It's energetic, but like it was just, it blew my mind that coming from the like in-person PI planning, the big room, all the people, and then going remote and thinking like in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, we're just kind of missing some of that energy. We're missing something there. And then hearing people be like, I don't understand how this works in person. <laughs> I, I don't know, Brad, I mean, because you've run, I, I, you've run pipelines that I've been in and in person. You've probably run them virtually now. It's way easier yeah. in person, right? It's, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, just, yeah. it's really easy in person. Also, um, I am, I'm going to, I'm going to call you out and everybody else at the organization that you work at. You're going to put them I, on blast. I am hundred percent. And I, and this is, I'm blasting my own roots because I had to break this habit. It's not pie planning. It's not pie days. It's PI planning. <laughs> it is pie planning and pie days, Brett. Pie planning. There's one person at the organization who was like, oh, this will be cute. And then now everybody at that organization. It's gone. It's, 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 and it's deeply rooted in my brain. Oh, uh, I know. I, I, I can't turn it off. I, it took me a long time to turn that off. But now I come across people in different businesses and organizations and like, oh, yeah, we got Pi Days coming up. I'm like, I know where you used to work. <laughs> like, I, can tra- I can trace your LinkedIn history back because uh, <laughs> I know exactly where that came from. Yeah. I, OK, I'm, I'm going to we'll get fact checkers on that because I want to see there's probably somewhere in safe where they say pie planning. No, sir. <laughs> there is not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search long and hard until I can find that. <laughs> OK. Go for it. Well, it just makes honestly okay from a from a we're gonna get now deep into my non roots. Sure. From a linguistic standpoint, yes, we'll pull out all of our degrees that we have in that, which totals between the two of us none. So hang on, I know someone with an English degree. Okay, all right. Well, so I think so we're pretty credible at this point. Then. That's like ten percent. Sure. There you go. Uh, and and this person actually, I I talked with them about what. I don't know how this came up. I don't know. I don't know where this came up, but it was about uh, uh, abbreviations and why they come about. And it's why you, it, it doesn't make sense that the abbreviation WWW exists because it's just as many syllables as World Wide Web. 
Thai days. Four syllables. It's less efficient to say www. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. So that that was the whole bit. Pi days, much faster than PI days. So so (laughs) I'm actually going to say, Brett, I am correct here, even if no one else does it. Okay, so you are incorrect because it's not even PI days. It's PI planning. There's no PI plan. Yes, pi days. I agree. That's kind of dumb. But PI pi planning is fine. No, um, I, I, like I told you, I'm blasting my own roots. I was the guy that fully bought into the pie. Th- I brought literal baked pies to so, GPI planning okay. events. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because one, I remember that happening. Two, at the last PI days I was at, pie, somebody brought in pies. <laughs> so, so it, it will. It, it's not. It's too ingrained at this point. It's not. It's not going away. But we just need to say that is organizational culture, not safe culture. <laughs> One thing, one thing I want to make sure that we talk about today, though, I think I would be remiss. As because you are, you know, being an SBC, you've probably, I don't know how many courses you've led. I've led about a dozen now. Um, yeah, one, I, I've, I've never led any in person. So I'm like, I, I, what I'm scared about, I think one day I will. And I'm nervous about how nervous I will be, even though it's not my first time seeing the content. Because the first time you do a training you're like oh god this i don't know how this is going to go i'm kind of stressed out about it you're way over prepared on everything and then you like panic yeah and that same feeling when i'm doing it in person even though i could i'll have everything memorized now the other thing that stresses me out about leading these trainings i hate it when they have youtube videos i love it when they're on vimeo when they have youtube videos i don't want people seeing at the end the suggested videos that my account has <laughs> oh private browser chat man I don't want to go incognito because then people get suspicious for other reasons. Oh, they're like, why? Why you gotta be all why incognito? Incognito mode. Yeah. What? What are you hiding? And the thing is, I think their speculation of what I might be hiding from my YouTube recommendations might be actually not as bad as what my actual YouTube yes. recommendations are. Yeah. No, my YouTube recommendations are like. Um, I'm gonna open it YouTube right now. I'll see what they've got for me. Mine are all gonna be dude perfect videos and uh, teen vloggers that my kids just like play incessantly. And I'm like, oh man, I don't know if you guys know who Carter Sharer is, but he is so annoying. <laughs> and they were gonna be like, oh man, this guy like watches. He's really into this Carter Sharer guy. I'm like Carter, if you want us on your vlog, for sure uh, we'll be on your vlog. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. That, that's the end game of our podcast at the Iteration Station. On this, on this teenager billion dollar vlog or whatever. Um, no, I hear you though. Like there is a little bit of like, I, I, I use my computer for like a million things. And then when I'm in professional mode and teaching mode, I'm like, I don't want these worlds to collide, right? Yeah. Do, do, I mean, do I want, do I want this guy, this guy's name is Sir Pugger. Do I want him showing up? I don't. I have no idea who Sir do I want is. Do I want modern poker theory showing up? Do I want my teams to know that I'm just gambling? You've been playing poker? I, I played a little earlier this year. I haven't played much since, though. Did you, you play online, I assume? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, mine are... Okay, mine, I just pulled up YouTube. I've got um, snowboarding tutorial videos, uh, jujitsu videos. The On my recommended videos is the lo-fi beats hip-hop and okay, that's good stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's the only thing. You don't want people thinking you're a weeb. But besides that, it's it's okay. Yeah. But everything there, like those are normal hobbies. Like I've got I've got a lot of stuff like RuneScape videos. You remember RuneScape? Oh yeah, I remember RuneScape. Yeah. I still play yes. it. This is the second conversation <laughs> I've had about RuneScape this week. 
can we dive into that a little bit on air? Uh, sure. <laughs> Let's hear what's what's that about? What was the other one? There's not. There's really nothing to dive into. I was just a conversation I was having with another SPC actually. Does she play Scape? Uh, I don't think she does anymore. Ask her if she plays old old school RuneScape. All right, that's a plug for them. We'll get All them right. on the show as a sponsor next week. Definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely old school RuneScape, by the way. Definitely old school RuneScape. Yes, you play old school. You don't play you don't play RS3. Uh, okay, what were we talking about? We're talking about YouTube recommendations and showing videos in class. Uh, what should we be talking about though? There's got to be something more applicable to our audience than trainings. Well, uh, I think I'm trying to remember if I've taught an in-person class because I I got into the teaching and things like that right as COVID hit. Um, I don't think I have taught an in-person class. I've done in-person workshops, but yeah, I think I, I think I would like the one thing that's like frustrating about the remote that we've held on to for the entire thing is when you do an in-person class, you put up a giant sticky board of the parking lot and you tell people to add things to the parking lot all the time and we'll revisit it at the end. Okay. Uh, but in the virtual world, like that's not front and center. This is my, this is I think my biggest beef with doing things virtually that we haven't been able to replicate yet. Um, that like it's great in person. You can have five different like big post-it notes in a room that are always there, and people and you just their eyes wander. They're like, oh yeah, we have a retro board over there. We've got a parking lot over there. We've got okay. a risk board over here. And it's you have those like casual reminders as you go through your day. They're like, oh, yeah, I can put that in the parking lot. I can throw a risk up. I can put something into the retro board. But when we're virtual, you are just looking at your screen. That's it. And everything else, like you are focused on the one thing at hand. And those random thoughts where you're like, man, I wish we would have talked about this. It's like, oh, great, throw in the parking lot. But you don't remember that you're in a, that there's a parking lot. You got to switch tabs or whatever to get over to the board, whatever collaboration yeah. tool you're using. Yeah. It's not even that. You just don't – it doesn't click. For me, it doesn't click in my brain. That Right. Right. I am in a virtual room, a virtual classroom, and then I'm. This is a, think, yeah. the person at the front of the room. And I think that applies to more than just SPC problems, um, because I think the the reality of the virtual world, almost all meetings can turn into death by PowerPoint, especially a certification training. Yeah. So I, finding ways to make that less miserable are tends to be pretty important. Yeah. Uh, yes, because that can be tough. Well, because uh, in your remote trainings, do you send them the workbooks? Ahead of time, like do you put yep. work? Yeah, that's that PDF. Uh, we we've done physical ones before. Um, we'd make people come to the office to pick them up, so no one did. So we stopped doing that. Um, yeah. so now we just send out the PDF or whatever that that they can follow along with. Yeah, I wonder what would happen. What if you don't do the PowerPoint? What do you mean, don't do the PowerPoint? They, you just sent them the power. The workbook is the PowerPoint. It's literally just the slides printed. <laughs> like, uh, yes, I, I understand that. I, I I've always yeah. known there's. There could be a little more work done in those workbooks. Right. Uh, yeah. Like you don't need whatever. Uh, but like since you're sending them the presentation, what if you don't present it? Just be like, open your PDF, follow along. Like most of you probably have second monitors at this point. Pull that up. And then that way we can it's just conversational instead of like the presentational. And sure, I mean I can follow along in the book yeah. or I can pull up the slides on my own or whatever to talk through them. But I don't know. What's the point of me presenting the slides? I guess they're in color, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, the PDF should be in color. Uh, um, so, anyways, yeah, if that sold you on how good Brett and I are at um, uh, facilitating <laughs> these trainings, you can get in touch with us at agilepodcasthost at gmail dot com. All your business inquiries, uh, send them there. I forgot we had an email. <laughs> you didn't know we had an email address? I forgot. I do, but like, I totally uh, forgot about it until you brought it up. I don't know the password. 
<laughs> what's important, Brett, what's important is that we're talking. Yes. You know, we we're started. back. We're back. We're more off the cuff. At the, uh, the, the listeners have our email now. Please email us. We check that every day. Yes. Uh, at the podcast host at gmail.com. That's right. Put it in the show description. Yeah. Click, yes. click down below and, and you'll, <laughs> see, you'll see that. Uh, this isn't a video cast. No, you're right. Oh, this is not a YouTube channel. Uh, yet. Not yet. Well, when you're a Patreon supporter, you'll be able to see the video version of the pod. Uh, <laughs> that'll, that'll go up after. So, yeah. look, here's the deal. We're back. We're better than ever. We're free form. We're not, we're not your mother's iteration station, Brett. No. This is, this as, as we've titled the episode, this is this raw, agile. Raw, agile. 100%. And, and we're glad to be back. We've got we've got a recurrent set up. We're ready to do this more. Uh, we've made it a priority, for better or for worse. <laughs> and uh, and we're excited about it. We've we've been wanting to do this. I think I think this has been in the back of both of our minds for a long time. It's yeah. why we went about 14 months. <laughs> <laughs> it's why well in between episode nine and episode eight there were seven months. So okay. so clearly we can't. You, you never quit recording the iteration station brett you just take long breaks and we are back we've got cadence we've got synchronization we are ready to keep hitting that record button to keep spewing whatever it is that we're saying out into into the wilderness uh where our faithful listeners are 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 absorbing that content so we look forward to to more iteration station and you can too absolutely 100 percent. and they're only going to get better from here thank god i don't want to make that commitment (laughs) <laughs> okay that's fair then that's fair all right well that's it that's it that's it for episode 10 brett i i appreciate your time thank you for joining me i am excited to get back on the horse let's me too. let's go forth and be great <laughs> <laughs> you see that david marquet over there <laughs> <laughs>